0: The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lives and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. We want to continue to keep those in prayer who were affected by the shooting this past weekend at the uh, Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Keep them in your prayers. Lift them up. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You know, there was a lot of... <clears throat> that weekend, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. You had the crazy uh, meme-mobile bomber, the guy who was sending out the little cartoon bombs, and then you had this guy rush in to a synagogue on Saturday and kill 11 people. All right, be advised. We have a uh, suspect doing a hands in view to negotiate a surrender at this time. All units hold what you got. His name is Robert Bowers. Rob Bowers, 2375. 7171, uh, actor's name is Rob Bowers, 46 years old. September 4th, uh, 72. 72, he's given us a date of birth. He said you turn an AR-15 and a Glock at this time. AR-15 and a Glock, which matches our uh, magazines on one, four, one, and 2. Working the problem. 7-1, clear the air, we have a surrender in progress. Uh, suspects crawling out at this time. Clear the air. 7-1 suspects talking about uh, all these Jews need to die. Um, We're still communicating with them. Yeah, Robert Bowers. This guy is a very interesting character. You know, as soon as the name hit the police scanner, I, like everybody else, started looking around. Is there any social media presence? Is he on Facebook? Is he on Twitter? Couldn't find anything that was... Really something nailed down. And then someone shared, oh, he's not on any of those. He's on this platform called Gab. Now, you know, I have a Gab account and I'll get into why I have that account. And I also want to get into some disturbing after effects. But and this is by no means a defensive Gab, but we need to look into what has happened to them as well, because it speaks to a larger problem. But Mr. Bowers, he decided to go on and say H-I-A-S, which is basically, um, it's a Jewish charity organization, has donated and helped refugees going back to 1881. He says, they like to bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in. That was his last post. Now, I'm guessing he's basing it on, the migrant wave we covered last uh, last week, you know, the caravan, which now the caravan's going to be intercepted by five thousand troops on the border. So you got to give the president, you know, some big ups for that one. He goes on to post a lot of, you know, anti-Semitic things. But one thing that everybody was thinking, not me, but the news media, does he like Trump? Is he a Trump guy? I mean, he's a Nazi and he's on Gab which is a Nazi platform to the left. Well, when people were looking further into his timeline, he actually posted, for the record, I did not vote for him, nor have I owned, worn, or even touched a MAGA hat. So, interesting there. So, so he goes in and he kills 11 people. I mean, this guy, who is definitely not a Trump guy, he went on to say Trump is a globalist, not a nationalist, there is no MAGA, as long as there's a kike infestation, the guy is nuts. But, you know, the left, they have to inject this whole thing and say, well, you know, it's Trump's rhetoric. Just like they did with the bomber, with the meme-mobile, the guy who has his, his vehicle wrapped in memes. You know, with tr- like Trump standing on a tank with a freaking eagle sitting on his forearm with like a cape, a superhero cape and a Paul Revere hat. That was on the guy's van stuff I used to laugh and collect during the primary season online because it was so absurd. But yeah, they want to say it was Trump's rhetoric. You know what? Trump's rhetoric, he is a result, he is a consequence, he is a symptom of everything that has been going on in politics for quite some time. Very much just a symptom. And one of the things we have to realize is His these attacks, things like this happened before 2016 when Trump was still hanging out with, uh, you know, hanging out with Jay-Z, Spike Lee. He's got Spike Lee hugging. You know, I mean, these when he was making Omarosa into a brand name, these things were happening way before then. So to blame Trump's rhetoric on somebody making bombs and sending them to people to have somebody go into a church and a syn- or a synagogue, and gun the place down, and just turn it all political. Never mind the fact that the guy just could not stand Jews. And you know what? There is a member of the um, of the left who um, doesn't like Jews. There's a couple of them, quite a few of them, actually. Most of them support Palestine and think Jew, um, the Jews, are illegal occupiers. And and that's my thing: is how is Trump an anti semite when he gave Israel the freaking Jerusalem Embassy for America America recognized the capital of Israel as Jerusalem for the first time outside of all the lip service all these past presidents provided but yeah you, know, you know he's he's an anti-Semite you can't have it both ways. His daughter is married to a Jew I, it's, it's just unbelievable, but then they went on further to attack. The site, Gab. And in fact, they've now pulled Gab. GoDaddy basically shut them down. Their payment method, Stripe, which we're going to get into in a minute, they pulled their uh, ability to allow them to process payments. So now they're without any sort of server, and they're also without any sort of mechanism to receive funds. Now, businesses can do business with people and decide not to. But when you have a coordinated effort to destroy and deplatform somebody who was just providing a service on their end. No one cared that Twitter had ISIS all over it. No one cared that a news reporter was killed by a news anchor on live video. I watched it as it happened on Facebook. No one cared about Facebook. They didn't deplatform them. You know, there's videos of special needs people being beaten and, and called racist terms. Videos on Facebook, No, nothing, no, no problem there. You know, Facebook, Twitter has some of the most vile people <laughs> just trolling. And so they went after Gab. Now, the thing about Gab is I picked up an account on Gab when they were just inviting people to come there because it was at the beginning of the Twitter purges. It was at the beginning of the shadow banning. And they were saying, hey, you want to join up for a new f- free speech platform? Hey, sign up. Once you get the invite, we'll let you set up your account. And, you know, it was intriguing to me because I think you need to have social media presence somewhere, and you better have it in a backup place before they destroy you like they're doing now. So I put in for an account, and granted, they market it to the Pepe the Frog kind of uh, angle, you know, with the little green frog. I'm guessing that was their their way of angling it. But, I mean... They weren't designed as a neo-Nazi platform. Now, granted, they did intercept a lot of them because those were the first people to get purged. They were the first ones to be run out of social media. So they went to a place where the guy takes any of them. And so that's the thing you want to keep in mind about it. It wasn't set up that way. It did gain quite a few people, and it kept me from going on it quite a bit. Until recently, it's kind of mellowed out because more people who have been just ousted for the most ridiculous things have shown up. And when you look at the fact that there was a back channel attempt to destroy Gab going on for a year, that's when you know. In fact, do do platform hate this is a Twitter user, and they go after what they think are neo-Nazis. And they had they they spilled the beans on what they were doing. They said, timeline, and there will be gaps of info we're holding back. Stripe, a year ago, was Gab's only financial lifeline. Stripe's general counsel, Jay Zieger, was warned about this months ago. And when Gab could have been collapsed financially, they took no action. We worked with several journalists to expose that Stripe had talked. Uh, Post Charlottesville about stopping The finance of neo-Nazis They had said they would do better And they hadn't a year later The stories are here doing more work than we ever Could have and there's links to Huffington Post Think Progress After these stories were published Jay Zieger reached out After a year of pointing out about How they were financially uh, In bed with the violent alt-right When they said they would do better after someone Was murdered they finally wanted to chat and that's when he posted this, uh, this message to him. Hi, deplatform hate. We have in place policy against violent extremism and have closed accounts of a significant number of users who violate it. I'd be interested in learning more about your concerns and how you think we could do better. Would you have any time for a phone call in the next couple days? And then he goes on to say, this is where the gaps will be as journalists verify. We warned them about their financial support of Gab. They wanted to chat. We stirred up trouble, back-channeled, pleaded, one of the conditions we had was that Gab had to go. And that's when he responded with, with this message that said, good call on Gab. No one is really convinced that on the porn thing, because I guess they went for a porn angle saying they had too much porn on the site, so we're going to pull our funding. But a win is a win. You dropping them was a big precondition of chatting. And if this is goodwill, I can meet you halfway in chat. So they go on to say they gave their uh, crappy excuses um, they said they had months of active threats. They've been flagged to Stripe about their pop, uh, propping up Gab. Today was awful. Gab had Autumnwaffen, which is an organization of neo-Nazis in America, organize and end up a, in a horrible num, uh, amount of murder. Autumn Waffle is still organizing violence on Gab, financed by Stripe. There will be more violence. So there are people that have been looking to destroy this website for a long time. And now they've gotten their way. And to me it goes to a bigger issue because it's not just gab it's not just alex jones i'm gonna get into something on the other side of the break that's gonna blow your mind it's life site they are targeted as well this is what the left does they can't win on the on the platform of ideas and their ideas are utterly awful so they have to attack us with complete vitriolic assaults and destroy us for having the ideas we have this is adrian slade Broadcast. So to recap the first segment, we have this horrific act at Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, where this anti-Semitic guy comes in and guns down eleven people. and And this is on a Saturday morning. And one of the things that they said was, "Oh, well, this guy, you know, he had a social media presence, but not in your typical places. He wasn't on Facebook. He wasn't on Twitter. He wasn't on Instagram. He wasn't even on Pinterest. But he was on a site called Gab, which yours truly has an account over there too. Because like I said, I like to keep my, my presence in all types of areas because we don't know when the snake of Twitter is going to attack the viper of Facebook. When are they going to take us down? So you better be available in other areas so that you can still engage with like-minded people, or even people you don't agree with that you can have a good conversation with. So Gab, when they opened for business, was, hey, we're going to be a free speech platform and alternative to Twitter. It's very similar in usage to how Twitter operates. Well, of course, the first people banned from Twitter were some of the most... (laughs) You know, some of the dregs of society. So they went over there first. And so it took a while for the right group of people to make its way over. Thanks to Twitter being heavy handed with destroying conservatives and pushing them over there. You know, so in the very beginning, Gab was filled with a lot of alt right. You know, uh, some of them were Nazis and they're not Trump supporters. They've come out and said this. But over time, when they've banned people for the most mundane things, the most stupid things on Twitter and Facebook, they found refuge over at Gab, and it finally started to get to an environment that was tolerable to where I could actually log in and not see a bunch of garbage and feel like, oh, well, you know, I can, I can u- utilize this platform a little bit more. That's also why, for Mojo 5.0 listeners, that's why we've moved to Miwi as well, because that that platform... Is a free speech platform too But it never was inundated With those type of people But it's not just Gab And see the libertarian in me Has to look at all this and say You know they have a business Their business is they want free speech They're not going to drown any speech out Okay well if that's the case I'm not going to fault them If they you know have some Unsavory people on there It's their business You know but don't You shouldn't destroy them just because they're allowing a forum for speech to be free across the board. I mean, one of the things that I look at is think of it. Think of it if it was like a restaurant. What if you had a restaurant or say you wanted to go into business to be a a restaurant owner and you go to a bank, you get a bank account and then you go to, uh, you know, you go to, you know, you want to take out a lease on a building. So you go to that guy and you're like, hey, let's sign this lease. They're like, well, what do you want to do with the building? Well, I just want to have a restaurant. You know, I'm looking at having anyone come in. We're like, okay. They sign the lease. You know, you get a five-year lease. You've got good bank account. And and what happens from there? Well, then you're in business for a while. And, you know, it's a rough part of the neighborhood. You get some people coming in and out. But say you get a group of people that come in and you don't, unbeknownst to you, they're having an impromptu uh KKK, you know, planning meeting And they're not disruptive Tables don't see people in white hoods walking in They look just like everybody else You know, they're not wearing swastikas on their shirts Now, some of the things they may be talking at the table May be unsavory It may be something that is completely offensive Well, then it becomes a free market solution Do you as the restaurant manager go up to them and say Hey, hey guys, yeah, uh, I'm not having this in here that's fine. Your call. Or maybe you're going well. These guys aren't really harming anybody, and they're not harassing anybody, and they're discussing things between themselves, and it's not loud. No one's really hearing it. Um, it's your call at that point. Whether or not other customers go, hey, these guys are just letting this impromptu clan meeting happen back here. That you know, that's up to the customer base to decide whether they want to go in there because they've caught wind that this is happening. You know, but at the same time. You know, like I said, me as being a restaurant owner, I would go and say, hey, can you guys do this somewhere else? But Gab is a platform that wants speech to be the service, not eating or dining or somebody else coming in and wanting to dine. So they base it on the First Amendment. You say whatever you want to say. Let the free market work it out. If people don't like you because you're saying a bunch of garbage, well, then they're not going to engage with you. But going back to my restaurant example, if I didn't take those measures But yet no one really knew um, that it was going on or maybe a few people did and they were fine with it or they decided to not show up and not engage in commerce with your restaurant anymore. What happens? Does the does the bank account go? Yeah, we're pulling your checking account. Why is that? Well, you know, somebody came in and we didn't like the people that came in and, you know, we're we're not going to allow you a checking account. Or the landlord shows up and says, yeah, your business is great. You're taking care of my property. Your food is awesome. you got a great clientele, except you got these one guys that come in the back here. So we're going to kick you out of the property. We're going to end your lease early. That's essentially what's happening with Gab. And it's happening not just with Gab. I don't want you to think I'm supporting Gab or shilling for Gab. Check this out. LifeSite. Urgent. LifeSite is under attack. Update." Our web developer was up all night implementing temporary measures to keep our site online, even if our current web hosting company followed through on its threat to shut down our services. We are extremely grateful for his hard work on Saturday night. However, this is only a temporary solution. We're currently looking for a web hosting company that will not cave to threats of this kind. And so what they said was back in October 27th, this is extremely urgent. I need to inform you that LifeSite just received an email from our web hosting company alerting us that they will be taking our website down within 12 hours. They wrote, "We are implementing our suspension of services clause and giving you 12 hours notice to move your website operations off of our servers." We recently well we received absolutely no forewarning whatsoever about this decision. The company told LifeSite it is acting in response to months-long campaign of complaints against Adam Flanders. Flanders is a convicted sex abuser and homosexual activist who is angered over our reports of exposing him in his past. At LifeSite, we recently reported that he has already succeeded in taking down other pro-family websites targeting their server companies. Flanders' latest complaint is focused on the absurd allegation that LifeSite has been implicated in a violent hate crime against gay men and the Catholic Church and that we instigated property damage and physical assault. Our web developer is scrambling right now to set up a possibly needed temporary solution to keep the website alive. So that's, that's where we go back to that situation that I was talking about. What if you had the restaurant again, and you had a Christian group that decided they wanted to sit in the back? And, you know, they're, they're conducting a little Christian prayer breakfast. You know, some churches do that. They go out to restaurants. They're doing a little prayer breakfast. And the bank account goes, yeah, we don't like you Christians in here. We're shutting you down. We're going to do away with your checking and savings account. And then, you know, the guy who owns the building, the leaseholder goes, yeah, we don't like them Christian guys coming into your restaurant. We're going to shut them down by kicking your restaurant out. So you have to realize this is that they're going through they're essentially going through the supply chain. They're going back to raw materials and saying, hey, don't do business with this company down here who are making these kind of chairs because we don't like those kind of chairs because they're hateful chairs. You know what I'm saying? They're going through the supply chain. They're going to pull out credit card processing companies. They're going to shut down. That's what they did with the gun owners with the Second Amendment. I mean, they're circumventing the Second Amendment by shutting down processing payments through um, online payments or gun uh, processing payments right through the store. They are basically shutting down any sort of constitutional right you have by pretending to have it be a business decision based upon values and based upon you uh, maybe exceeding or infringing upon their terms of service and it's really disgusting because if you think about it, had Obama made made the opportunity for net neutrality to go through before he slammed the door on his way out We would be dealing with this same type of tyranny, but with the heavy hand and brute force of government behind it. And they would shut down free speech. The government has the ability to invoke brute force, put liens on bank accounts, put a gun to your head. Businesses can't do that. But without net neutrality being codified, we are now seeing a new method of attack by the left to deplatform everybody that has a conservative uh, slant. This is Adrian Slade. So in the last segment, we showed how websites with a conservative slant, whether it be social media alternatives like Gab and even Christian sites like LifeSite, how they were being stripped of the necessary support services simply because of their viewpoints. And I use the example of the restaurant or the shop where the business was being punished because of their views of their patrons or their customers' opinions. And now, the sites like Gab, they're selling a table for one for the ability to speak their mind. But apparently, the landlord doesn't like the views of the customers or the users and evicted the shop from its lease. The bank revoked accounts and the ability to process payments from its customer base because they don't like the views of the patrons. Now, I can see if the restaurant was like Los Pollo Hermanos, cooking up pure and clean meth in its test kitchens, Running them through the restaurant, you know, then if the illegal activity was occurring, they could make the case that they shouldn't engage in business with them. If the landlord sees that, well, he should take measures to remove them. If the bank notices that they're laundering money through the stores of said meth, then they should close their accounts. But if it's just because you don't like their customers, users, their patrons' views, that shouldn't be a detrimental situation that causes you to lose your supporting services. You know, the libertarian in me says that a business can engage with with whatever business they wish. And those processing payments, those banks, those, uh, you know, landlords, for lack of a better term, the web hosters, they can, you know, they can engage in business with whoever they wish. But the, the issue here is we're in a new era. We are in the bake the cake. You bigot era. You know, make me a pizza for my partner's wedding. We're going to go out and find the one pizza shop that doesn't want to comply. And we're going to destroy them economically. It's clear that's where we're now, you know, we're only one view that is allowed and you must submit to it. And if you don't, they're going to de-pants your business. They're going to leave you out there with nothing within an instant. But this isn't some moral awakening by these companies to de-platform some evil social media sites. This isn't some new phenomenon that they all suddenly got a conscience and said, you know, we need to stop hate. Let's just pull all of our supporting uh, services from everybody. PJ Media spells out how much of an assault on every front this actually was. It's the want to get rid of the guns, make the bullets expensive approach. Ban the metal, ban the plastic used to build the gun and the ability to process the gun sale regardless of whether or not it's legal to even sell them. Same idea is happening here from the PJ Media. The Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, teamed up with five other groups funded by George Soros to pressure tech companies to reduce hateful activities on their platforms. While this sounds like a noble goal, mainstream media or mainstream conservative and Christian groups that have fallen afoul of the SPLC warned that these liberal organizations have an Orwellian definition of hate that most Americans would disagree with. Worse, social media companies already seem biased against conservatives, and this SPLC campaign would only embolden this bias further. The SPLC led a coalition of groups in releasing, quote, change the terms, aiming to convince big tech to reduce hateful activities on their platforms. The coalition warned that, White supremacists and other organizations that incite hate are using online platforms to organize, fund, recruit supporters for, and normalize racism, sexism, religious bigotry, as well as an anti-LGBTQ and uh, anti-immigrant animus, among other activities. While the overwhelming majority of Americans abhor wicked ideologies like white supremacy, the SPLC boldly associates its political opponents with similar hate smearing them as hate groups to be compared with the KKK. Quote, it's obviously concerning that they want to censor free speech. And of course, their definition of hate speech is not what most people think of it as hate speech. Matt Staver, founder of the chairman for the Christian legal nonprofit Liberty Council, told PJ Media. Most people think of hate speech as somebody encouraging physical violence, he argued. Groups like SPLC extend it to anyone who does not accept their views on LGBT issues, same-sex marriage, abortion, immigration, and Islam. Indeed, the SPLC paid $3.375 million to settle a defamation, a defamation lawsuit from Mahid Nawaz, a Muslim reformer the SPLC had branded as an anti-Muslim extremist. You know, think about, on a side note, that's what happened to Robert Spencer. Don't get him confused for Richard Spencer, the white nationalist... I'm talking Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch, the guy who is constantly shedding a light on radical Islam. Yeah, they pulled his uh, processing, his MasterCard, pulled his ability to receive payments. Going back to the article, article, though, Staver argued that the SPLC's definition of hate reminds him of the outright line associated with George Orwell's famous classic 1984. Their definition of Orwellian, he said, is no different than Bill Clinton's. It depends on what the definition of is is. Tech companies have already targeted Liberty Council for adverse treatment thanks to SPLC's hate group list. We had Norton's security software attempt to block us, Staver recalled. We sent a demand letter, and they withdrew the block. When they did their own review, they concluded that we were not a hate group. Wow, thanks, Norton. If tech companies consider change the terms, they should also examine the source. Tech companies should be aware that the Southern Poverty Law Center was connected in federal court to domestic terrorism when the shooter who attacked the Family Research Council in 2012 pled guilty to a crime while confessing that he relied on the SPLC's discredited hate map to target the Family Research uh, Council. Indeed, the convicted terrorist who attempted to kill everyone in the uh, FRC's Washington, D.C. office admitted that he used SPLC's hate map to find his target. Even so, the SPLC has not Reconsidered its hate group designation For um, for Family Research Council And outlets like CNN plastered the SPLC Hate map online with no caveats And Boykins warned that the SPLC Is a political defamation machine That has little respect for freedom of thought or expression The SPLC is calling on tech companies To sacrifice free speech on the altar of political correctness To determine or to demand That social media platforms push you know, past First Amendment principles to pursue nothing but the strictest forms of content-based regulation on free speech is to throw decades of jurisprudence on the fires of history. The SPLC's requests are nothing more than a demand to acquiesce to neo-Marxism, Boykins argued. And she's 100% right on that. I mean, it, it's really crazy when you get into what they said was the uh, the change, the term, the the application of these. Going back to the article, the difficulty, however, is in the application of these terms. Change the terms calls on tech companies to allow um, individuals and organizations, but not government actors, to flag hateful activities as well as flag groups and individuals engaged in hateful activities and to create a trusted flagger program for vetted, well-established civil and human rights organizations to expedite the review of potential hate activities. Monitoring content on social media sites is difficult, so the SPLC and its Soros-funded allies are here to help. Just who would these civil and human rights organizations be? The coalition includes the Center for American Progress, CAP, a left-wing group whose former president served as the chief of staff for both Bill and Hillary Clinton, they admit to receiving more than 1 million from George Soros's Open Society Foundation, but the Media Research Center put the number at 10 million back in 2015. They've also teamed up with Free Press, which received 350,000 from Open Society Foundation in 2009, Color of Change. This is uh the founders are Van Jones and a former MoveOn.org director, which received 550,000. Remember Color of Change was behind the whole um You know, the whole uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movement and those protests. See, I've always said something smells with all these tech companies targeting, you know, conservative thought. I mean, we get the Facebook banning, the Twitter purging just months ahead of the midterms. And then we get the MAGA bomber and his meme machine. And we get the gab guy shooting up a synagogue. And he's not even a, a Trump supporter. He's just a Nazi utilizing a free speech platform. They all try to pin this on the right. Still no details about the Vegas shooter, by the way. Gab gets taken down after floods of Twitter users um, that are banned from the platform found refuge on the site because they allow free speech. And we deal with ignorant leftist journal-hacktivist mobs telling us everything that's on that site, even though they don't go on there. But we can't have social media alternatives because, you know, fascism and stuff. Do you see where net neutrality would have taken us? Do you know how close we came? I mean... If Hillary Clinton was in office, it would be complete Chinese style online censorship. They want information control. The media has lost and left, um, the media on the left has lost all of this once they figured out, how, once we figured out how to utilize social media to bypass them. They don't have the control anymore. The president knows this and used his account to do just that circumvent the media. CNN, other crap news media are angry about losing the monopoly, and people like the Gay Patriot and others who've said nothing offensive are banned for life while trolls with 36 followers can spew the vilest rhetoric. They have Democrat privilege. Nothing touches them. And now the organizations have taken their progressive positions to destroy opposing views by having server companies reject them, payment processing companies eliminate them. Conservatives better get on the infrastructure game fast. I mean... Fascism is ripe on the left. The age of endarkment is here. And by the way, Facebook and servers, Twitter's uh, server hosting didn't remove the leftist gunman or didn't remove them when the leftist gunman uh, went out and shot up the GOP congressional baseball practice. You want to fight fascism? Stop being fascist yourself. You know, Gab is already mitigating the, de- the damage. You know, free market solutions aren't always immediate. They're not always pretty. Sometimes you have to go through the desert for a while. Sometimes it requires innovative repair methods. Sometimes industries and businesses close. Revenue slows. People get laid off or jump to new jobs. Business may have to innovate, may have to pivot, even try something new. And it's not always pretty and clean. Many times it takes a series of events in which people come to the, pro- uh, to the aid of somebody else's problem. They make new partnerships, new, uh, new networking Um, To solve each other's problems That begins to happen You know web hosting companies, processing companies Who are patriots that operate them And may not be the largest companies Have the ability to meet the need They've stepped up to aid in the time of need For these businesses, these websites Again, if they regain their footing But decide to focus on simply amplifying Nazis That's when the market will respond with a collective I ain't hanging out with those guys I'm not going to go on that site and they failed to do, or they failed, you know, due to lack of participation. Those sites will fall apart because people will not engage. But let that happen. Don't coordinate a multifaceted, multi-fronted assault on these sites simply because you just don't like them. If you have an issue with them, don't use them. Simple as that. I mean, how much more do we need to say? That's why we're over on Miwi. That's why Mojo Five O went to Miwi. That's why we have Gab, Snippy, Convo, Find Me on Adrian Slade, by the way, on all those platforms, because we have to have alternatives. Back in just a moment. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. So what's crazy is while they're destroying these social media platforms and these Christian sites because... They want to destroy any opposing views. They also have this narrative made up that, you know, Trump is this anti-Semite. You know, he's this racist. He hates Jews. It's ridiculous because, again, he gave Israel the embassy of America in Jerusalem. He recognized Jerusalem as the capital in accordance to how Israel wants to view Jerusalem. That was the biggest gift. No president has done it yet. And this isn't me shilling for Trump. I'm just pointing out facts. I'm pointing out that if this was Obama and he had this same thing happening, I'd be saying the same thing. Same with George W. Bush. Same with Bill Clinton. I don't care. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. But to simply freak out every time you see a red hat and and automatically assume, well, They've got a red hat on, so they must be a, a racist and a misogynist and an anti-Semite because Trump somehow is, even though he's got a lot of females, a lot of minorities, a lot of you know uh, respect for Benjamin Netanyahu and the Isra- the nation of Israel. for some reason, that red hat is a dog whistle, and it's a triggering device. And in fact, there was a lady on an airplane who saw somebody on the airplane with her. She's a Jewish lady. She saw somebody on the airplane with her with a MAGA hat, big red hat on. She decided to pen a letter and give it to her. And it said, Dear Sir in the Pretty Red Hat. I'm sure she really means that. My name is Marissa, and I'm sitting a few rows behind you. I am in Las Vegas because my family lives here. We're Jewish. We survived the Holocaust. My family members were murdered in gas chambers, all of them, except that five that lived here. So I'm out here on a plane with you. As my father says, we are born with anguish. I flew to Los Angeles because 11 Jews over 55 years old were shot, killed during a prayer. After they were shot, I couldn't stop crying. I was afraid. I didn't want to be alone. Our president blamed Saturday's killing spree on the synagogue. No, we didn't. Anyways, he said that if they had armed guards, it would have been fine. Do you have any armed guards where you pray? God should be safe to convene with, right? A lot of people were angry, upset, and scared on the plane when they saw your hat. (laughs) Unbelievable. All it takes is a hat. For you... I want to assume it's all about politics, economics, and the support of a charismatic man. I wonder if you mean to scare black people, Jews, and immigrants. To us, your hat sanctions our deaths, our murders, our evisceration. Because your hat supports a man who does little to help us. So much to fuel hatred, violence, and cruelty. I love you. I hope your good America doesn't include... Flushing me and my people out. Unbelievable. You know, if that lady had come up to me and handed me that, that note, I would have made a paper airplane and just beamed it at her. I mean, come on. I would have even taken a red pen and wrote MAGA on the wings before I commissioned it to flight. Maybe even take a scripto lighter and burn it like an effigy, like an Antifa protester burning the flag. Of course the flight would be rerouted, I'd become a viral video clip and some off of somebody's cell phone. And then it'll be on every 24 cable news channel. And because of the MAGA hat, Trump's rhetoric would be blamed for my a-hole response when it was really just a fed-up conservative who's sick of the overreaction by the left. The same overreaction that leads to a bunch of homely, portly, Michelin men-looking women to strip naked in a photo for a voter outreach campaign ad that's called Grab'em by the Ballot. More like Grab'em by the Fridge Handle. They just take things to a level that's absurd and ridiculous, even though... All they see is a red MAGA hat. Let's address the thing about armed guards. Do you realize Sutherland Springs, a Christian church, was attacked by a guy with an AR-15 and was circumvent? well, more deaths were circumvented because a neighbor with an AR-15 showed up. Do you realize at my church, we have provisions for people to open carry? At my father's church, he is a security guard for them when they have services ex-military he they have a whole group that takes turns with open carry so yeah these days you can't go around assuming everybody's gonna be nice and that you're in a church and nothing's gonna happen culture has devolved to a point where this is happening and look at the left that the tolerant left first I'm going to go down a series of clips that will blow your mind. First is a lady who was cut off by some anti-Trump supporter. Somebody who is a resistance person. Almost caused her an accident. And just starts accosting her. Listen to this. You just cut me off because I support Donald Trump. Yes, you bitch. You're going to make Fox News. Yes, you support like a fucking rapist. You support a fucking... You're confused. you. You need to educate yourself. You're so proud of being white. Look at what you drive, you poor ass bitch. your wow. name. Wow. You're so sad. You're going on Fox News. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah, I'll keep this going. This is priceless. I'm not gonna stop. Keep going. You take those stickers out of your car. Wow. You're proud of the wrong shit, bitch. This is priceless. Yeah, of Keep course. going. Of course. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I'm waiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What, what else? Yeah. What did you know what to say? Oh my God. Mexican, Mexican. That's the only you guys know how to say. Mexican, Mexican. Then there's a lady who gets kicked out of a restaurant simply because. She's wearing a red bag of hat. Excuse me. Can I have a business card? A business card. Two round three. four. Okay. Let me tell you. Well, I don't care. You know? I don't care. I'm paying. I'm spending my money in your place. Wow. Well, we're going to make America great again, and there's nothing you can do. I'm paying. I'm paying. i I don't want your money. You leave. I want you out of here. Right now. Right now. Leave. leave. Right now. That guy is telling me to leave his place just because I'm wearing my MAGA hat. This is your tolerant left. Check this out, 613 acts of media approved violence and harassment against Trump supporters. It goes through uh, October 21st, Obama's former deputy secretary of state, Philip Raines, says harassment of McConnell and his wife is fine. Going further down, October 16, left-wing comedian gets physical with a Trump supporter at Hooters. Also going down, this is just a sampling of the 600 and some some odd uh, attacks. October 10th, Susan Rice's Republican son assaulted at pro Kavanaugh event. October 7th, Senator Cory Gardner claims wife was received a beheading video over the Kavanaugh vote. Going back to October 2nd, GOP Congressman Andy Harris assaulted by protesters. Also October 2nd, video leftist protester kicks pro abortion woman. We talked we talked about that pro life uh, pro life woman actually. You know, we go down to September 10th, Broadway star Carol Cook on Trump. Where's John Wilkes Booth when you need him? <laughs> and then you get to a story that I read the other day. 179 death threats against President Trump are live on Twitter, real time. Unbelievable. President Trump has been threatened with death at least 184 times on Twitter, and 170 of the, uh, 79 of those murder threats are still posted on Twitter's website. Yeah, you don't see Stripe pulling their funding mechanism. You don't see GoDaddy pulling them down. Threats range from simple commands for others to kill Trump, stated desires to kill President Trump, to more detailed fantasies and plans to kill the commander-in-chief. In fact, I think it was a Washington Post story or New York Times, one of the failing newspapers, as, uh, as Trump likes to call them. They wrote an entire op-ed talking about what, it, what would it be like to assassinate Donald Trump. The news media is out there fueling this fire. And, you know, they're pushing people up against the wall. Now, it's our responsibility as good, upstanding citizens, people that want to show or be shown as an example, not to engage in that level. You know, we're not to step to that level. Because what's going to happen is we will be the ones with the light shining on us just like the MAGA guy with his meme machine, just like the uh, sending bombs out to George Soros down the line, just like the synagogue shooter who's a Nazi, who hates Donald Trump, hates the Republican Party. He's a fascist, just as the communists are on the left, and somehow they're going to pin that on us. We have to be above that. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to us every weekend on Mojo Five O, the new platform for libertarian, conservatarian, conservative talk. Also, check out the podcast iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Spotify, and various other podcast platforms. Get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. Also, you can donate patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show, $2 a month or whichever amount you wish. You can also check out the blog, adrianslaveshow.com. We'll see you guys next time.